not a truth. It is the truth, absolute truth. I thank you so much you've given us the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, to lead us and to guide us into the truth. We are open to the word of God right now. We receive it with expectancy and reverence. We thank you, Lord God, that we're, by your grace, not just going to be hearers of the word, but become doers thereof. And because we're doers, we shall be blessed in what we do. We thank you for it now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5, verse 18. Again, this is a subject we've been on. This is the 13th week been on, Be Being Filled, part 13. I know that sometimes I preach on a subject for a long time, but how many know that the Lord has a lot for us to get out of a particular subject? Amen. And again, I cannot express to you enough, when, when God speaks to your, when you go to God and you say, Lord, show me, show me what it is I need to do in my life. I, I, I'm ready for more. I want to be used by you in a greater way. I want to see these hands laying on, on, seeing these hands laid upon the blind eyes, seeing the blind eyes opened. And, and upon the deaf ears and seeing the deaf ears open. Lay these hands upon the lame and seeing them re- rise up and walk. Laying these hands on the dead and raising them from the dead. Now friends, now I'm, I, I'm saying this to you because I want you to catch this again. I don't you want you to get to the place because I said this is part 13. You're thinking to yourself, oh here we go again. I want you to remind yourself of why we're even on this. Because when I went to the Lord about this, this is what he put on my heart. This is what we need to be doing. We need to be being filled with the Spirit of God. I said we need to be being filled with the Spirit of God. It is supposed to be a lifestyle, an ongoing process in our lives. Amen. Ephesians 5.18 says, And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation. That word is not a very familiar word for a whole lot of people, but think of it as like this, riotous living, debauchery. And probably not a very familiar word either. But anyway, it, 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 in other words, getting drunk with wine or any other kind of alcohol could literally ruin your life. How many know that's true? How many know that's happened to many, many people out there? I mean, it was nothing but the grace of God that I wasn't killed because of alcohol. I probably shared with you before the time when I was driving. I had gone out to a Mexican restaurant with some of my college friends, and we had sat there, and it was my, my, my college buddy, football buddy, and, and his girlfriend and me and a bunch of others around this table, and we're just we're drinking margaritas, and we're drinking margaritas. Well, pretty soon, I'm not only drinking my margarita, I'm drinking her margarita because she was getting a little tipsy. So I'm drinking, that, and, and with me, when I drank margaritas, I could drink them, and I'd be totally fine, and all of a sudden, boom, it hit me. And I was, I was gone. I was wasted. And I had to drive all the way back home from Houston to Baytown, which is about 30 miles, approximately 30 miles. And so being the real smart dude I was at that point in time, I decided I was going to drive home, even though I could barely walk. And I got in my car and I began to drive home. And as I'm driving home, the, uh, uh, when you drive on the highway in, in Houston, you know, it breaks off and go, you can go this way, you can go that way, and all these different ones. And they have those barrels right there, you know, safety barrels. 
And, and, and so I thought, being the smart guy that I was, I was going to see how powerful those barrels were. <laughs> I was not thinking this way, friends. I was inebriated. I plowed right into them. And when I plowed right into them, you got to hear this. One of them went flying over. Another one got stuck under the grill. But another one came and hit right front windshield, right on the driver's side. Boosh. It just, I mean, to this day, to this day, I firmly believe that the reason I was saved from being killed was because of the prayers of my mom. Because I had glass all around me, but not on me. That's a miracle. I said, that's a miracle. God kept me. But that's what I'm talking about. When it's, that's what it's talking about here. Do not be drunk with wine or beer or whiskey or margaritas, which is dissipation, which could end up destroying your life. But, everybody say but. but. The Bible's going to tell us something here. But be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. And as we've looked at in this study, if you look at the actual Greek meaning of those words, be filled, it's something, again, as I just said at the beginning, something that's going, supposed to be going on continuously. Do not think that just because you got filled with the Holy Ghost 10 years ago, you're still filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm not saying that you've lost it. But what people don't understand, as one minister says, we are leaky Christians. It kind of leaks out of us. And, and, and if we're not on guard, what's going to end up happening is you're going to find yourself, now get what I'm fixing to say here, succumbing to your flesh. And doing things that your flesh is, is wanting you to do. Is leading you to do. And how many know that the flesh and the spirit are at odds with one another? All right, enmity, as the Bible calls it, with one another. They're, 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 they're contrary to one another. How many have ever found that to be true? Your flesh likes to do what feels good. I mean, if it was up to me and my feelings when I'm eating a nice pie, yeah, she, she, we invited this young girl over to her house for Father's Day, and she comes to me and says, what can I bring? And I was like, going, I don't know, maybe some dessert. And she came, what you want? And I said, well, since you're asking, why don't you bring some pie? And she says, how about I bring a bunch of pies? And I said, glory to God, you are hearing from the Spirit now. <laughs> and she, she got, we, got, we got lemon meringue pie. We got chocolate cream pie. Woo! And we got peach pie. Going to get heated up with a lot of whipped cream on it. And you might ask yourself, are you eating anything else? I don't care if I do because I might just get happy eating pie. But anyway, how did I get off on pie? But praise the Lord. <laughs> I know how I got off on it. Because when, listen, when your flesh wants its way, it, I, I, I'm serious. My flesh would eat the pie and keep eating the pie and not stop eating the pie till the pie was gone. I'm just keeping it real. But how many know if I ate that much pie, I wouldn't be feeling very good, would I? Your flesh wants to do what's contrary to your heart. You've got to learn to keep your spirit man filled up. You've got to stay filled with the spirit. And we've looked at all the different ways we can stay filled with the spirit. It's, God has given us the means to do so. 
You know what Riley was doing up there when she was singing like her and Kelby were up there? That, they were singing by the Spirit. That's part of the process of being filled with the Spirit. She didn't even know it, but she got filled with the Spirit as she was standing up there singing today. Glory to God. Now, you might think to yourself, well, I'm not much of a singer. How can I do that? You don't have to do it that way. There's other ways. We talked about praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, speaking in other tongues. We're talking about uh, giving thanks well, giving thanks to God. More, I mean, you've got to live a life of thanksgiving. Amen. And, and another thing we've looked at is the joy of the Lord. How that ties in with being filled with the Spirit. Because when you be filled with the Spirit, you be filled with joy. Amen. And it's a good thing to be filled with joy. How many, I mean, appreciated Brother Dana last week talking about the joy of the Lord. He did not know that I had already ministered along those lines not too long ago. Glory to God. But I tell you, the same Spirit that lives in me lives in him. He is a child of God, and he's hooking up with something that we, this church, needed to hear some more about. Because, see, sometimes people have a tendency to get all excited about it when they're first hearing it, but then all of a sudden they kind of just kind of let it subside. And that's what happens with being filled with the Spirit. You get filled with the Holy Ghost. You pray in the Spirit. You get excited about it, but then you put it on the back burner. I'll never forget this, and I'm going to digress and go. Uh, I'm not digressing, but I'm going to go ahead and share my uh, uh, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost because I'm going to go somewhere with this. I was younger. I don't know what my age was, but I had gone to church with my mother at uh, uh, it was Maranatha Temple. They've changed. I don't remember what it's called right now, but anyway. And so I had just gone along kind of like to appease her, so to speak, not really, you know, too much into it and everything else. Well. There was a woman ministering that day, a guest minister, and as she was ministering, she stopped midstream and said, the Lord has anointed me to lay hands on people to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, I mean, this was a pretty big church, and I mean, she said, if anybody wants to get filled with the Holy Ghost, come on up here, and and it got, I mean, it went up, my mom went up, a bunch of people went up, and I mean, it was pretty crowded up front and everything, and I just standing back there twiddling my thumbs, thinking, yeah, well, whatever, and then all of a sudden, this little girl Either one or two rose up, turned around, looked at me. She said, have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? And I said, no. She said, why don't you go up there? Now, I'm like thinking, you know, out of the mouth of babes, right? And so I said, okay, I'll go up. Now, you got to get this picture. It was an act of faith for me to step out and go down that aisle toward the front. And as I'm walking up there, this is the truth, nobody laid hands on me. Both my hands shoot up in the air, and I'm just flowing in the Spirit. Just It's just flowing out of me, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. In fact, she came by me. She said, you already got it. I don't need to lay hands on you. And, and, and so the point I'm trying to get at, I got filled with the Holy Ghost then. But do you know what I did with it? I let it go. I put it on the back burner. And as a result of putting it on the back burner, what ended up happening with, in my life is I began to keep yielding myself to my flesh. Kept going the direction of my flesh. Kept you know, getting, getting drunk, doing drugs, and all of that stuff. And I'll never forget this. This is the truth. I don't know where it was in my time frame of things as far as you know, how far into, uh, not too far down the road is when I, you know, ended up losing my job because of cocaine and all that stuff. But I remember coming into my, my bedroom when it was in my, my folks' house, and I remember going in, laying across my bed, and 
for whatever reason, the Spirit of God reminded me of the fact that I had gotten filled with the Holy Ghost. And not, there is probably at least five years between the time I got filled. And I, don't, I might have prayed some more in the Spirit. I don't recall. Again, I was a younger person. But I laid across that bed and I said, I wonder. I was sitting on my bed thinking about what it was I was supposed to do with my life. And I was beginning to write out, maybe I'm supposed to be a teacher, a coach. And I ended up going that direction, but that wasn't the Lord's direction for my life. I was called into the ministry. I just didn't know it. But the point I'm trying to get at is as I sat there and I was writing down some things in in this little little pad I had gotten, writing some things down, I was reminded of the fact that you had been filled with the Holy Ghost. And as I laid there on the bed, I, I, I said, okay. I got filled with the Holy Ghost back then. I'm going to see if I can still pray in the Spirit. And that's exactly what I did. I started to pray in the Spirit. It started to flow out of me again. And again, I don't know the time frame between then and when I finally gave my life completely over to the Lord. But I believe that something happened when I did that. I believe something happened in the Spirit realm. I believe that that was setting my life back on a course it was supposed to be on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I had got... Now, let me tell you a little secret, too. This is so important to understand. We all make wrong choices in our lives. We all make decisions that we shouldn't make. But when you make a wrong decision, sometimes people like to say, well, you've gotten off of God's path for your life. I don't agree with that. I think what's happened is is you got off the off-ramp when you shouldn't have got off the off-ramp. And now you're kind of having to go through a time of your life where you wouldn't have if you would have been making the right choices and the right decisions. Point being is, all you got to do now is get back. You're not off of the path. It's right there. All you got to do is get back up, get back on the highway. See how I'm saying that? And and, and so anyway, I, I knew that that experience back then when I first got filled and then that next experience, it was totally different. And then by the time I got to Canaan land, when I got to Canaan land, my goodness gracious, when I went in there, I mean, you could not have met, met a more skeptical, per, skeptical person than I was. I had so many questions. I had all these questions about this stuff. I didn't understand this. I didn't understand that. I didn't know why people did this. I don't I didn't know about falling under the power, why people were falling under the power and stuff like that. When I got to Canaan land and we had our first it was our first Bible study with the men, and all of a sudden all these men who had problems with alcohol and drugs are lifting their hands and worshiping Jesus, unashamed to worship him. And all of a sudden, people, the, one of the, the new kids, I call him a kid. He was probably a couple of years younger than I was. But anyway, I remember him standing right beside me, and he just fell out under the power. Poof, no one around him. And all, I'm just looking at that, I'm looking at this, and seeing all these men, and I just lifted my hands. And I just began to worship him, and next thing, I'm flowing in the spirit again. It's starting to flow out of me. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. He loves us so much, doesn't he? And when you get off that, 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 that path and you're, you're on, off on a place you're not supposed to be, glory to God, he's always going to point you right back on it. You don't have to go through this big giant thing. All you got to do is say, is, here it is, here it is, repent. Turn away from the wrong lifestyle and turn back to him. And he's not going to sit there and say, once you get yourself cleaned up, he's just going to say, come on, come on, come on. Glory to God, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You gotta thank you. I don't want to use that. 
Sorry, live streamers. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I got off to on to be being filled with the Spirit, and I haven't even got to my first page of notes. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. I made this statement a couple weeks back, and it's, you know, it's a very profound statement. I'm, I'm going to repeat it again. We're talking about be being filled. Well, how can you be being filled? How can you constantly be filled if you haven't first been filled? Deep revelations by Pastor Dan. It's the truth, isn't it? I don't know if everybody in here is filled with the Holy Ghost or not. I don't know if people listening via live stream have been filled with the Holy Spirit or not. But I am going to trust the Lord to give you a revelation through me that's going to help you understand and see that it is a gift from God. And it is available to all of us who have already been born again. Amen. That is such an, oh, glory to God. I said it the last time we were together. and This is the truth. If it is a gift from God, I want it. I'm not even, I mean, it's from God. Come on, I want it. It's already got your name on it. Oh, glory. You know, sometimes, and it's so funny because sometimes people get the mentality, well, what if it's not for me? Why would I need it? If it's from God, if it is a gift from God, you want it. It will totally, completely change your life for the better. I cannot express to you enough. I cannot explain to you enough how much this benefits your life. It changes your life. If you get filled with the Holy Ghost, and the initial evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost, and we'll see this during this study, is to speak with other tongues. We will go through the Bible. We will look into the Bible. We will see in the Bible that when they got prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they spoke with other tongues. I said this to you the last time as well. Guess what, my friends? You can talk about this and say that it's passed away, say that it is no longer, or even go off into a big-time ditch and say it's of the devil. It isn't of the devil. Anything from God is not of the, uh, of the devil. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But we've got to get to that place again where we understand if it is of God, I want it. I want it. And I believe that by the, the, the Spirit of God and the anointing upon my life, I'm going to get it across to you. If you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, listen, this is so important to understand. You do not earn this gift. If you had to earn it, it wouldn't be a gift, would it? It would be something you're owed because you did something to earn it. It is a gift. I said it is a gift. In fact, did you know that everything Jesus Christ has, a, has done for us through his death, burial, and resurrection already belongs to you and me? Now, I want you to understand how I'm saying that because it will change the way you pray. Because it's already yours. Like I, and again, I know, I know from whence I speak, I used to think I don't deserve it. How can I deserve this? I was a sorry rascal. How, do I, how could I possibly deserve to be filled with the Holy Ghost? 
the Holy Ghost. How could I, how can I, excuse me, get filled with the Holy Ghost? Everything Jesus has accomplished for us, by grace, it is available to you and me. But you cannot have it unless you receive it with your faith. Faith takes advantage of what is already ours because of his grace. Did you hear how I'm saying that? Glory to God. Everything Jesus Christ has done for us already belongs to you and me. So when you go to the Father and say, Father, I'm asking you for supernatural healing. I believe it's mine. I believe that by his stripes I was healed. If I was healed, then I am healed. I believe I have the Holy Spirit in, living in me. We saw that. We're going to see it in here in just a minute. And the, one of the reasons he's living in me is to quicken, bring life to this mortal body. Are you hearing me? I asked the whole, quicken this body, Holy Spirit. Do you think that Cancer or, or AIDS or, or any other, I mean, COVID-19 is greater than the Holy Spirit? I've already got what I need in me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? To live in divine health. I'm not saying I won't be challenged because we live in a sin-filled, curse-filled world. And there's sickness and disease all over this place. We know that to be true right now with this, this stupid COVID-19 junk. But again, what does that do when measured up against the Holy Spirit? What does, God's, what does sickness and disease, how does that compare with God's healing power? The one who created us. It don't. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. So the last time, I keep saying that, but it's the truth. The last time we were talking about this, I began to talk to you. And I'm not going to ask you to turn to these scriptures. I'm just going to have you look at them up here. I want to share with you the difference between being born again and the Spirit coming to live within you and being filled with the Spirit and the Spirit of God coming upon you. Okay? This will help open your eyes up. This, if you're already filled with the Holy Ghost, listen, I'm going to say something to you, and this is important to understand as well. This is one of the most controversial topics in the Bible. So many people speak out against it. Why is that? Well, we're going to answer that question during this study. Why do you think the devil hates this? I mean, if it wasn't benefiting us, do you think he would even fight against it? Would he? No. But he fights against it tooth and nail, doesn't he? But he's already defeated. I done got filled. We're talking about some of this the other day. I'm in, it's like someone coming up to me and saying, uh, 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 I'm in the middle of a swimming pool, doing a backstroke, and, and someone up, coming up and saying, you can't, there's no water in there. Too late. I'm already wet. <laughs> Hello. I done been filled with the Holy Ghost. I speak with other tongues. Live streamers. I speak with other tongues. I know what it's done for my life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Number one, this is the Spirit coming within us. He comes and takes up residence in the heart of every born-again believer. John 14, 16, and 17 says this. 
Okay. John 14, 16, and 17. You're good. It says, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth in the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Everybody say, he's in me. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, or do you, know, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Everybody say, he's in me. For he dwells, oh, excuse me, uh, whom you have from God and you are not your own. 2 Corinthians 6, 16. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. Everybody say, he's in me. Amen. Glory to God. And walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And then, of course, 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you Everybody say, he's in me, is greater than he who is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is eternally defeated in this world. Oh, glory to God, hallelujah. Friends, we as Christians have the greater one living in us, living in us, in us. Everybody say, he's in me. Oh, stop and think. And you wonder why I get excited. I got the Holy Ghost living in me. I got the Holy Ghost living in me. If you are a how many Christians are out there today? Guess what? You got the Holy Spirit living in you. If that don't make you want to shout, well, (laughs) glory to God. Oh, thank you, friends, so much. But is that the only dimension of the Holy Spirit in our lives as Christians? Or is there another dimension of the Holy Spirit for us as Christians? All right, the Spirit of God comes upon the believer as a result of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Friends, again, I want to reemphasize this. These are two separate occurrences. The first one is to get born again. The second one is to be filled with the Spirit. Two separate occurrences, and we're going to look at them. Acts 1, 4, and 5 says this. And being assembled together, he, speaking of Jesus, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Glory to God. Then in uh, Acts 1, 8, but you shall receive power. That word power there is dunamis, where we get the word dynamite from. It's explosive power. Glory to God. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Friends, one of the greatest ways we can improve as a witness is to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Didn't we just see that? He comes upon you. So why? So you can be witnesses to Jesus wherever we go. So what is the difference between being born of the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit? 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says this. I got a lot of scriptures here. How many know that that it's the Bible that sets you free? It's the Bible. It's the truth of the Word of God that sets you free. It's not other people's opinions or theories. It's the Bible. You see what the Word says, and that's what you base your life off of. 
Amen. First Corinthians 12, 13. For by one spirit, we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slave or free, and all have been made to drink into one spirit. What's that speaking of? That's speaking of the new birth, getting born again. Listen to it from the Living Bible. It says, each of us is a part of the one body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free. But the Holy Spirit has fitted us all together into one body. We have been baptized into Christ's body by the one Spirit and have all been given that same Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit baptizes you and me into the body of Christ when we got born again. The very moment you got born again, you were baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit. Everybody see that? Now look at Luke 3.16. And I want you to notice the difference of the two baptizers. The Holy Spirit baptizes us into the body of Christ when we get born again. But notice this. John answered as saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water. But one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap, strap I am not worthy to loose. He, who's he? Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. That's speaking of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She was talking about the, the, uh, uh, the anointing oil, healing oil coming down. When you get baptized with the Holy Ghost, and this is as I was pondering and thinking about this, Jesus is the one who baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. Come here, baby. That's you, Joni Elizabeth. When, she, let's just say you're getting, you're, you're, okay, come up, come up. Oh, don't look at me in that tone of voice. <laughs> anyway, oh, no, 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 no. You turn and face her. You're right there. You're praying for her to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So lay hands on her. Okay, she's being, she's being filled. She's going to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Everybody with me? She's getting filled with the Holy Ghost. She's the one praying for her. She's laying hands on her to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you thought it was that person going to get her filled. No, no, no. Because when she speaks out and receives, says, I believe I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit right now with the uh, initial evidence of speaking with other tongues. What happens is, is Jesus takes this bucket and just starts to pour it over her. She's anointed with oil. Fresh oil comes upon her. She is baptized with the Holy Spirit, and she begins to speak with other tongues. Glory to God. I mean, I don't know about you, but that gets me excited to know. When I'm speaking with other tongues, I mean, when I first got baptized with the Holy Ghost, you guys can sit down. Thank you. You two are awesome. (laughs) You should go to Hollywood. No, never mind. <laughs> no, they need Jesus over there. So anyway, but, but, but did you understand that? Holy Spirit baptizes us into the, the body of Christ. When we get born again, Jesus baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. Oh, man, see, that's just, in my mind's eye, I'm seeing Jesus standing, just pouring that anointing oil upon people when they get filled with the Holy Ghost. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Now I want to give you some examples from the Bible of different ones, first being born or born again of the Spirit and then being filled with the Spirit. Okay? I'm going to, give you show, I'm going to show you from the Bible. 
And the first one is what I want you to really pay attention to. The first one I want to show you is in Matthew 1, 18 through 20. Matthew 1, 18 through 20. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child, how? Of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Now notice this next one. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was born of the Spirit. Do you see that? But now notice verse, I mean, cha- uh, chapter 3, verse 16. Jesus was born of the Spirit. Chapter 3, verse 16 says, When he had been baptized, Jesus, speaking of being water baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. Jesus had the Spirit of God then come upon him. And it was from this point forward that Jesus stepped out and began to do his ministry. Oh, glory to God. I hope you're seeing this. Praise the Lord. Uh, you know, some people would like to argue that Je- why did Jesus need to be filled with I mean, think about it. Why would Jesus need to be filled with the Spirit? Why did Jesus need to have the Spirit of God come upon him in order to fulfill his, his, his ministry? I thought he was God. He was the Son of God. How many know that Jesus was, is, and always will be the Son of God? But what happened in Philippians chapter 2? The Bible says that Jesus humbled himself even to the point of the cross. Are you listening? And he became a man, a human being, just like you and me. I remember when I was, I still remember this when I was at Ramah going to Bible school. And and, and I don't remember who the teacher was. But he said, Jesus, this is, he said, this is how you you need to understand it. Jesus was 100% God. But Jesus was 100% man. What? (laughs) I thought it was only 100%. It has to equal there somehow. But that's exactly what ended up happening. He humbled himself, became a human being like you and me. He emptied himself of his privileges of being God. Of being all-knowing. Of being everywhere at once. Of being all-powerful. He emptied himself of those privileges to become a man. A human being like you and me. That's the reason Jesus had to be anointed. That's the reason, and I don't know if I have this up there. Acts 10.38, do I have that? Acts 10.30, I don't know if I have it up there or not. But it talks about how Jesus was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and with power, who then went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. That shows us right there that Jesus had to be anointed. Anointed. Everybody say anointed. The anointing is when it's the Spirit of God being poured out upon you, enabling you to do something that you could not do in and of yourself. 
Jesus had to be anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. If Jesus had to be anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power, then glory to God, how many know that we need to be anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So Jesus was born of the Spirit. Jesus was filled with the Spirit. What about the disciples? John 20, 21 and 22. And I'm going to stop here in just a moment. John 20, 21 and 22. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. Now Jesus is talking to the disciples. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he did what? He breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Now is that talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Or is that talking about something else? That's talking about the new birth. Do you remember when, Adam, when God created Adam, shaped him? And then what does the Bible say? He breathed into his nostrils, life into his nostrils. And see, the same way that God brought man to life way back when man was first created, Jesus now breathed life into man to where we went from a state of death into life by now being born again. Glory to God right here. It's when the disciples got uh, uh, born again. And, and, and so now, but what about, how did, uh, did they get filled with the Holy Ghost? Did the disciples get filled with the Holy Ghost? We'll go to Acts 1. Are you still with me? Acts 1, verse 4 and 5. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And then chapter 2, here it is. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Were the disciples born again? Did they get born again? Were the disciples filled with the Spirit? Speak with other tongues. Again, I want to reemphasize this. The early church was a tongue-talking church. Do not come to me and tell me that it's passed away. Because it is still available for us today. God is not somebody who, who, who offers gifts to one person and not to the next. I want you to get that. He is no respecter of persons is exactly right. He does not show favoritism. Oh, his favor's on my life, but his favor's on your life too. Amen. Glory to God. But the point I'm trying to make is, listen, I want you to understand this. That we can receive, the not only get born again, ask Jesus Christ in our hearts and be born again. But we can be filled with the Spirit of God. We can receive that gift from God and be filled with the Spirit and speak with other tongues. Is it still available for us today? Absolutely. Again, I'm going to stop right here for time's sake, but I want you to get a hold of something. 
If you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, understand this gift is available to you. Understand that this gift is from God for you. And I'm going to, oh my goodness gracious. Do you not think that it would change your life if it's from God? And I can prove it to you from the Bible, and I'm going to prove it to you from the Bible, how much this can change your life. Do you know that learning to pray in the Spirit by praying in other tongues, I want you to hear this, you can pray the absolute perfect will of God. Think about that. If you're praying the perfect will of God for somebody, guess what that means? I I want you to hear this. That means that prayer is being answered. Are you hearing me? You can pray the perfect will of God for somebody in your life, even if that person isn't even around you. I have family that lives in Texas. I can pray the perfect will of God for each one of them. I have family that lives in Missoula. I can pray the perfect will of God for each one of them. I have family in California, in Idaho, in, in, in Indiana. I have family all over the world. No, I don't. I have spiritual family all over the world. But the bottom line to the whole thing is, is I can pray the perfect will of God for them. That is a huge statement. How can I say that? Because the Bible says it's the Holy Spirit that gives, us, gives the utterance. We do the speaking, he gives the utterance. That means he's given us the words to speak out. The Holy Spirit, do you think he's going to give us the right words to pray? So you can pray the perfect will of God. Do you not think that 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 was the only benefit to being filled with the Holy Ghost? That would be enough? To be able to pray the perfect will of God every time you pray? Hello? Glory to God! Oh, I love being filled with the Holy Ghost. I am so thankful for a mom to got a hold of that and prayed in the Holy Ghost and prayed. You don't know how many times, I don't even know how many times she fell to her knees. She told me this. Fell to her knees and would just, all she could do was lift my name to the Lord and cry and begin to pray in the Spirit. She didn't know what I was going through. But she yielded to the Spirit of God and prayed in the Spirit for me. And here I am today. From a sorry rascal to a, 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 a minister of the gospel. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. That same God who did it for me is the same God's going to do it for you. Yeah. It's the truth, isn't it? You believe it? Glory to God. Thank you. That's a little, little private give and take right there. Guys, I want us... Listen. I, I don't want us to ever feel... I'm just going to be bold to say it, ashamed because we're a tongue-talking church. It should be something where, you know, we're, we're, it excites us. If you're really doing it the way you're supposed to do it, praying in faith, praying in the Spirit, yielding yourself to the Holy Spirit, oh my goodness. It should be something that we are, I mean, I I want my brothers and sisters out there that are born again to get filled with the Holy Ghost because I know what it's done for my life. Amen. I mean, that was one of the things that uh, John Marks that, you know, I mentioned there at the beginning. We would, we, he, what he tried to do is there, he would get all of us uh, pastors together who were filled with the Holy Ghost to come together and pray together. Not just everybody, but just the ones that were filled with the Spirit. He understood the benefits of praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
I understand the benefits of praying in the Holy Ghost. And for me to stand up here and be, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hesitant to share it with you? Because I don't want people to look down on me? <laughs> look down on me. I don't care. Because what I'm preaching to you is truth. It is the Bible. It has changed my life big time. It will change your life big time. And I promise you, I could get the majority of you, if not all of you, have been filled with the Holy Ghost, could stand up and testify. Pastor Dan, it's changed my life big time. Hallelujah. It's a gift from God. I want it. I got it. Ha, ha, ha. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you right now for the word. We believe in Jesus' name. Whether those that are watching via live stream or those uh, in this room today who have not yet been filled with the Holy Spirit will get that revelation and an understanding in their hearts that it is a gift from God. It is from you. It is available to us if you have been born again. That's the only prerequisite, Lord, that is needed. You must be born again. But after that, glory to God, you just reach out with your hand of faith. Bring it to you. Glory to Jesus. Thank you for this now, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Now with eyes closed, nobody looking around. I know we're Christians in this place. But maybe there's somebody in here who would say, Pastor Dan, I, I've, I've been struggling. I've been doing things I know I shouldn't be doing. And I just need to get right with God. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to beat you up. What I am trying to get across to you that is our God is merciful. And he loves you so much. He's given you an opportunity right now to get right with him. It doesn't have to be a long drawn out thing. It's as simple as saying, Father, forgive me. Forgive me for what I've been doing. So if I'm speaking to you right now and you want us to pray with you, just slide a hand up. Nobody's looking around but me. Hallelujah. Again, I'm not looking to embarrass anybody. Be bold about it. Anybody in here say, that's me. I don't see anybody looking, I mean, raising their hands, so look up. Glory to God. I just trust everybody's doing good with the Lord. So important that you do so. And, and remember, you don't have to wait till Sunday to, to repent. Hello? All you got to do is if you, what, how many times have I told you, if you mess up, fess up. Get back up and continue on with God. Amen? Hallelujah. Did y'all get something out of that this morning? Again, I understand for those who have already been filled with the Holy Ghost, the mentality might be, I already have that. No, it should never be that way. Because again, what we're doing is not only helping those who may not yet be filled, showing them the truth of the Word of God so they can be filled, but also it's going to show you and teach you how you can teach others. You know, the greatest way you know you got something, your ability to teach somebody else. Hello? Praise you, Jesus. Well, we love you so much in this church. And I, I'm asking you to invite other people to come and be a part of this church and what God's doing here. We believe in God that some of the people that have been coming in from the buzz, coming to the buzz, are going to start coming to this church and visiting us. Hallelujah. So let's just invite people. Word of mouth. It's so important. Do you know somebody who needs Jesus? Do you know people that, that should be coming to church, come showing up here at church? You need to invite them. Amen. The days are drawing close, very close to the return of Jesus Christ. We've got to get serious. We've got to be serious. Amen? Amen? Father, thank you for these wonderful people. I'm asking you to bless and keep everybody in this, in this room right now. Keep them safe throughout the work, the work I mean, the week, and, and bless them, Lord God. I'm asking you to bless them beyond measure. I thank you for this now. In Jesus' name, and everyone said...
Amen. You are dismissed. Love you guys very much.